Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's go, Bruce! Let's go, Bruce! Let's go, Bruce! It's always a pleasure to welcome our fellow Leo... Joe Vitale into the program via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Joey is with us in the Blues booth. Michelle and Randy on 101 ESPN. Joey, I don't know if you're aware of this. We know that you celebrated a birthday yesterday. Belated happy birthday. How was it? Randy, it was, it was fantastic. It was a day built around the kids doing everything, which has its pluses, but uh, they also make all the food, so it also has its minuses. That's fantastic, and we want to get to the food. But did you know that Michelle's birthday is August 13th and I'm the 19th? Gosh, now you guys make me feel terrible. I'm sorry I didn't wish you a happy birthday. No, no worries <laughs> about it. It's tough a tough start to the day. Yeah, but uh, we, we want to wish you a, a belated happy. How did the kids do with the food? Do you know what? I tell you what, they did really well. They did really, the, the sweets were, they were a little tough to get down. You know, the one thing was that my, my daughter made candied bacon, which was my favorite mm. thing in the whole wide world, which is good. But the cake was, um, it was pretty, it was the opposite of the carrot cake. The food, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm having, a little, I'm having some digestion problems today. Let's just leave it at that. So, Joey, we know that you're an expert baker, so I need to get your take on this. For Randy's birthday, I baked him some cupcakes, and I was doing it late during the Blues game. It was my way of staying up to watch the game. And... I pulled them out of the oven, Joey, and the inside had sunken in. And I'm thinking, that is not the way that this is supposed to look. And then I realized I had used almond flour instead of regular flour. Do you think that's... Can you explain why that was a big mistake? Well, almond flour doesn't have really any gluten in it. It comes from a nut, right? So you need more wheat. Wheat, Wheat's where the gluten's at. Like for bread and everything, you use hard red winter wheat which has a high gluten, like, like bread flour you see at the grocery store, it's about a 13% protein content, and then all-purpose hangs around 11. So for bread, they want, you want a high protein because the protein is essentially your gluten. So whenever you want gluten, you want, you want to use bread flour, all-purpose flour. That's why cupcakes are made with either cake flour or all-purpose flour because your know, cake flour runs around 8 to 9%. So what does gluten do? Gluten basically is a web Right, it's going to be think of it like when water meets flour. That's when the proteins are hydrated and it creates gluten. Now, gluten, when it's hydrated, it creates like this kind of like saran wrap kind of um, film, and all this matrix of gluten uh, is created within the the dough. Now, why is that important? It's important because when you have that saran wrap kind of gluten matrix, that does what? It traps air. Now, when you don't have gluten, like almond flour, coconut flour, things like that don't have any gluten in it, what happens to the air? The air just breaks right through that saran seal, and it doesn't allow any air to contain within the dough, so it evaporates through the top, which makes everything kind of collapse. 
So it sounds to me like that obviously there are people out there that require a gluten-free diet, but it sounds like gluten-free sucks. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not going to say any bread sucks, Brandy, but you know, I've, I, it's very, listen, bread is, it's very hard to do gluten-free and I've tried the pasta, you know, the one, the, one of the big, the big crazes right now is to do pasta with like zucchini noodles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever tried that. Oh, oh yeah. my, I just, I, I can't do it. I just, I just can't do it. It's, it's just not the same. All right. Let's talk some hockey game six tonight. The blues have been here before. They're talking about how the, they have been there. But this team hasn't been there. It's different when you go into a game six or seven, as far as I'm concerned, Joey, when you have Patrick Maroon, when you have Jay Bovmeister, when you have Vladimir Tarasenko. So it's not the same team. But does the experience these individuals have benefit them heading into tonight? You know, that's an, that's an interesting point because for a while there, everyone, the kind of the dialogue was, well, this team's been here before, right? So they know how to handle this. They were in Dallas last year doing all this stuff. But you're right. It is a very, it is a very different looking team, and it didn't seem like it was supposed to be this way because when this year started, really you you lose Pat Maroon and Joel Edmondson. You've only really lost two players, but you kind of fast forward a whole year. Vladimir Tarasenko's out. You lose Jay Bowmeister, right? I mean, those are two big pieces right there. Yeah, you still don't have the Pat Maroon, but look at this like, look at this fourth line. I mean, Jacob Delarose is on the back end there. Jordan Kyrou's in the lineup as well. So. Players are kind of shuffled everywhere. So I, I almost would say that experience from last year, I don't know how, how really valuable it is at this point because of just the different makeup of this team. I will say that I think the coaching staff has that experience as far as how they're going to prepare their team for it. The message to get across is going to be very important. Uh, but aside from that, guys, I really just think this is just going to be a, a good old-fashioned hockey game and the best, may, may the best men win. Joey, who do you expect to see between the pipes tonight for the Blues? And if it's Jordan Bennington, do you think we're going to see a vintage Bennington performance? I think it's going to be Jordan. You know, I've kind of gone back and forth about this a little bit. We, we should hear pretty soon about who he's going to go with. You know, you, you can look at this two different ways, obviously. You know, who has been the better goaltender in this series? How much have you done for me lately kind of mentality? And you got to go with Jay Gallon. His numbers are better. I think that He's got a better read on these shooters. Uh, Jordan Bennington, Bo Horvat, those kind of players that seem they, they really had Jordan Bennington's number there in the, in the first couple of games. They kind of had him figured out. So who's been better in the series? you got to go with Jake Allen. So in that respect, yeah, it could be Jake. But, I mean, again, I just always try to put myself in the coach's shoes. And if I was Craig Ruby, what would I do? And if I'm a coach, right, and I, I always go back to this, if you're going to end up losing this game tonight, would you rather lose – knowing you had your backup in Jake Allen, who's, no disrespect, been very good, but it's still your backup. Or do you want to go with your guy? Would you rather sleep at night knowing that, you know what, we went with our head guy, it just didn't work out, it wasn't the cards for us this year. So that, to me, is why I think they'll go with Jordan Bennington. But the other part of that is, if he does get in here tonight, which I think we will, you know, you have a Jordan Bennington who uh, is, has, you know, he wears his pride on his sleeve, and he's been sat for two games. I mean, put yourself in his shoes for a minute. You know, you come into this, this season or come into last year, you win a cup with this team. You take this team to the first and the West. You're their guy the whole time. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's a little bit of an ego hit, right? It's a little, little humble pie. Mm-hmm. You have two bad games and they yank you, right? It's not a good feeling, guys, but it's also the business, especially the goaltending position, right? So he's probably sitting on the bench, all kinds of fired up that, hey, you know, you've been, I've done all this stuff for you. And I have two bad games on a couple week goals and you're just going to toss me like that. So I think that he's pretty fired up. So if you're a head coach, you got to look at it that way too. Like, how is he? How is he going to respond if we throw him in here this game tonight? 
And I think if they do, he's going to be all kinds of fired up. I think he's going to have a great performance. Joey, there's a reason that only one team wins every year, and there are good and bad teams. Can you explain what happens in a situation, because it does happen to every team, but what happens in a situation like what happened at the in the last few minutes of the second period of Game 5? What happens to a team when they get a 3-1 lead and everything just falls apart? You know, they call it quicksand You know, in a lot of sports, especially in hockey. And, and the idea is, you know, if you guys don't know, quicksand, you know, if you ever get caught in quicksand, which I never have, but apparently if you get caught in quicksand, the harder you work to get out of it, the further you sink, right? And it's that feeling that you know things aren't going well, and you know you got to go out there and do something to turn it around, and you work so hard and try to do everything you can in your power individually to turn the tide and turn the momentum. But the harder you work, the seem like it just the further you're going to fall, and almost to the point where it's just not meant to be. It's a very crushing feeling, and you really get that feeling a lot. The stem of it for me a lot for this Blues team is when they uh, sometimes a goaltender will let in a weak goal, like look at this Bertanen goal. I, you know, they have a three to one game. And they have all those saves on one end with Markstrom. People were saying, oh, that's, you know, if they didn't take advantage of that, you, you don't capitalize on those, those chances, that's when the tide turned. To me, it didn't. You still got a two-goal lead. Yes, Thomas missed one. Yes, De La Rose missed one. Yes, Perron could have had one. But you're still okay. You still got a two-goal lead. To me, that it really shifted when Bertain had scored from the goal line. And you know what? It, it's, it's unfortunate because Jake has been so awesome. And it's very hard to be critical of that goal because he really got the Blues back into the series. But at the same time, here, here you are on the bench, and you're feeling good, and it looks like the game's going to go, and the series is turning, and that weak goal kind of goes in, and all of a sudden, the Vancouver bench feels like, oh my God, we got a little bit of life. We got a very fortunate break. And on the flip side, on the Blues bench, it's a terrible feeling. Again, you're like, wow, how did that one go in? Then you start thinking, oh boy, you start second guessing yourself. But again, you want to step over the boards and make an impact in the game. But the harder you work and the more you go, it just seems like the timing's off and nothing's right. Not a very fortunate feeling, and unfortunately for the Blues there. Uh, that was a, a pivotal point in this series. It could go the wrong way, uh, but yeah, they have a lot of work to starting tonight. Joey, I saw a tweet from Greg Wyshynski from ESPN. I believe it was a member of the Dallas Stars who had this quote, but he was talking about the bubble and bubble living. He said, people don't understand how hard it is living in this bubble. This bubble living is not what you think it is. And I know the Blues are professionals. I know they are never going to make any sort of excuses. And I know that they're a tough team, but I don't know if you've talked to anybody or maybe get some sort of sense that bubble life might be wearing on some of these players, not only with the Blues, just throughout the NHL. Oh, it has, without question. I mean, listen, I talked to a bunch of the players, and it, it, I guess let's put it this way. Uh, if, once you buy it, when you buy a new, uh, used car and they kind of promise you all these things at times, you think this car is going to be great, and then a couple weeks go in and you're like, oh, this, this car is starting to make noises, or the engine light's on, or oh, you gotta, maybe you got to bring it back in for this. You start running into some problems. Uh, I think that's kind of how players are looking at the Edmonton bubble. I mean, you're in this hotel they have this concrete area with a basketball hoop and some lawn chairs. And but guys, that's really about it. There, there's really no grass. There's no fields. There's no trails. There's nowhere for them to get outside. Um, you know, Toronto's got a little bit different. They have a football field next to them, but they haven't gone on any golf excursions. They haven't gone on any fishing trips. I think that was kind of, that was tossed to these players early on. And, and, and I think players are kind of, they're, they're a little bit upset because they feel like it was kind of, they were kind of lured in by these promises. Uh, but at the same time, from what I understand from the league is once they get these numbers down a little bit more, things will open up for those things to get out of the bubble a little bit. I think they were concerned that we still have a lot of teams here. And if we start doing this for all the teams, like the worst thing, the worst thing that can happen is that we have an outbreak, right? So that's what they're really trying to protect for. 
But at the same time, uh, these players are going through a lot. And, you know, you talk to them on game days. I ask them how you're doing, what are you up to today? And they just, they save nothing, just nothing. We're just going to take a nap, eat a couple meals and just hang out. And, and that's it. I mean, that's all they've been doing all day, every day. And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad to think about it. And I think that a lot of fans need to understand that, that not only these players, you know, are obviously playing the sport they love, but it's a big sacrifice for them. You know, they're, they are for better or worse, very kind of sad some days and probably some degree of depressed on, on some days you miss your family, you miss your wife. I mean, imagine being away from your kids this long and being stuck in the hotel room and, and not being able to leave. I'm not going to call it prison because it's not prison by any means, but it's, it's, it's a sacrifice, and I think, I think fans do need to understand that. And finally, Joey, before we let you go, if the Blues win tonight and then can win a Game 7, they'd get Vegas. Not that it would have been easy the other way because they would have had Colorado in another series, but whoever you get in the next round, and it would be Vegas for the Blues, they will have their hands really full because those teams are both playing great. This I was talking to Chris Kerr about this the other day, and you know you assume that you know, this is before we knew we had Vegas, but we, we assume we had Vegas. Okay, so you have to go through Vancouver, which has been a tough first round matchup as we've all seen. Then you're going to have to go through Vegas, and then you're probably going to have to go through Colorado because I think Colorado is going to be Dallas, right? So look, look at that run, guys. For for example, I mean, compare that to last year. You know, no disrespect to the teams last year, but Winnipeg was I think just to get into the Cup final because mm-hmm. then you had Dallas, which was it gave us our problems, but San Jose wasn't all that bad. I mean, Winnipeg, Dallas, and San Jose, and then compare that this year to Vancouver, Colorado, and Vegas, if it, if it shakes up this way. This road's going to be very tough. This is probably a much tougher road to the Stanley Cup than it was last year, and I think that, that's some good perspective to keep in mind with the amount of just quality teams that are still left in this tournament that have survived to this point and that are playing exceptional hockey. So if the Blues can figure out a way to get past Vancouver, which I think they will, I think they're going to win tonight, and I think they have the upper hand in this series, especially with Edler, I think, going to be out. And I think that they have a better five-on-five structured team. I do think they're going to get the good goaltending. I do think they're going to get out of the series. But at that point, if they do, it's not like it's going to be you know rainbows and butterflies all the way to the finals anymore. I mean, these are got very, very difficult opponents with the Vegas Golden Knights. They are humming on all cylinders. And speaking of humming on all cylinders, Colorado Avalanche, they're literally an avalanche. and They are just exploding right now. So it's going to be a very, very difficult road. Uh, We're both wearing Gloria shirts today. We're going to play the song later. We've pulled it out of mothballs. You cool with it just for one day, an energy shot? Love it, love it, love it. All right. Joey, have a great day. Belated happy birthday. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Randy. You got it. See you later. That is the great Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. Before I even got the words almond flour out of my mouth, he was already going big mistake. Big mistake. Huge. Huge mistake. Now we learned about gluten, too. Did you have any idea? I did not believe it to Joey to be able to explain gluten in such an entertaining and effective way. Joey is curious about everything. And that what's, that's what makes him so fun. He, he's curious literally about everything. And he wants to know, and then he goes and learns about it. It's pretty cool. Coming up, we've got The Fight on 101 ESPN. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.